0: Hello, and welcome to Life Lab. I'm David Ponder. And I'm Zach Schaefer. We created a candid podcast for busy people. We get right to the point of our topics, and we keep them to 30 minutes or less. We wanted to put our ideas out there, share it with people we love, and if it spreads, great. Our show has no edits
1: and no gimmicks. Like it or don't, we initially started this project for ourselves, to record our thoughts for our kids, but our friends and family thought we should share it,
0: so here you go. Hey, welcome to Life Lab. Today we're going to talk about creativity, uh, and then we're going to take a little bit of a novel approach this time. We're going to ask each other questions. It's less of a note-based, structured uh, way of t- doing things like we've done in the past. So hopefully, we'll get some good stuff out of it and actually be creative.
1: Yeah, try to actually practice what we preach on this one, right? Well, Dave, uh, you want to go ahead and kick kick one off to me, and yeah. we can, just so you know, listeners, loyal listeners. We have not shared any of these questions. So you will be listening to our genuine responses uh, for this episode.
0: Right. So I think we typically start off with the definition of creativity. Um, and we generally use whatever the first Google responses, uh, to what is, you know, the topics that we're talking about. If you had to give a definition of creativity, what would it be? I would say that
1: if you're doing something creative, you're doing something new. Something fresh or something unique. And that can cut across all different types of actions and industries in both social and professional life. So for me, it's not, it's about Apple, really. In order to be different, you need to think different and do different. So if you're putting something new out into the world that hasn't existed,
0: to me, that's creative. So your definition of creativity centers around doing, right? Um, what do you think about creativity versus ideas?
1: I think ideas are part of creativity, right? Doing something new has to start with an idea clearly. Uh, but it. You have to execute on that idea in some way, right? Mm -hmm. So, for instance, if you're really socially awkward, if meeting new people brings you a lot of anxiety, simply having a conversation with a stranger could be creative for you.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: So you've taken that idea, I want to compliment this stranger, right? But you don't do it. To me, personally, that's not creative until you have that conversation and bring something new into
0: the world, that conversation that didn't previously exist. As we're discussing this, my idea of creativity is evolving. So sounds to me, or at least the, the thing that's forming into my head now is that there's, it's a process. Creativity is a process, the creative process, right? And in each stage of this process, there are different elements or there could be different elements. And maybe the idea part is toward the beginning, if not the very beginning of the creative process. You know, you might even be able to go up in front of that idea in say, well, what can you do to generate ideas, right? So, like activities and things that help you be help you come up with ideas, which of which there, there certainly are those, right. uh, and we could talk about those later. But then later in that process, it seems like then comes the part where you actually try to uh, evaluate the idea, and then after that, manifest the idea, right?
1: Yeah. What you're—it's so funny because we're just so different and so similar. (laughs) You're applying what's called the rational actor model of problem solving and decision making to the creative process, right? Mm -hmm. So have a problem or create an idea, um, expand on the idea, do brainstorming to get lots of options out on the table. Figure out the criteria from which you want to germinate or grow that idea. Evaluate said ideas that I've now generated. Begin execute. I mean, it, well, not it, that it's good or bad, yeah. but you have a very regimented approach. to. For me, creativity is find an environment where I know my ideas like to flourish and just go, man. Act like I have a whiteboard or bring one of my whiteboards or my notepads. Let the ideas go. I'll, I'll teacher. right? James Altucher, actually. Yes. He says, write down 10 new ideas a day. Make lists of ideas.
0: Your idea muscle, is and, what we've, he says. and
1: we've sort of done that our whole lives. You just do it much more systematically and structured. Mine's probably a little more unstructured. See, it's
0: really interesting. Uh, I, as I said, my my idea of creativity evolved, and it literally evolved in that first minute that we started talking mm. about when I asked you what creativity was, and you you started with a, well, it's doing something, it's setting yourself apart, being like Apple. Whereas I when I came into this conversation, the ideas that I brought with me or the preconceived notion about creativity was generally right at that beginning part where Mm. I I like those those thoughts that come to you seemingly as a lightning out like lightning bolt out of nowhere. Like, where did that come from? You're in the shower, you're taking a shower and all of a sudden you have a really cool idea for a, a a sentence that rhymes really well that would go in good into a poem, or uh, a new way to solve a problem that you constantly have, or a funny idea for a TV show, or a book that you want to write, or a joke, or you, get, you know right. what I'm saying. These things come out of, to me, seemingly come out of nowhere, and th- that to me is the most interesting. Uh, Part of creativity because it's like Where does that come from yeah
1: no I love That that's about finding springboards making Connections we could get into a whole Psychological Discussion Mm -hmm. or Mm -hmm. neurological Discussion of how that occurs consciousness Right I don't care to go down that rabbit Hole at this point right to me you're talking About a flash of genius I'm less interested in that Because I think all humans have flashes of genius all the time throughout the day, but we've trained ourselves to view this media society that, well, it's not that I'm not on the stage. I'm not, I don't have a hundred million viewers. So then we train ourselves to say, oh, that's not creative. Move on. To me, the flash isn't the most important part. It's the act of genius acting on that genius flash that takes, that's
0: difficult. It is. It is. That's definitely true. Let me ask
1: you a question. Why does our society view creativity so narrowly?
0: I think we focus on the doing part of it. And I think we focus on the, you know, what's in it for me type. We're a consumer society. Mm -hmm. So we consume other people's creativity. And that's what we judge it. You know, that's how we judge it. This uh, That's funny
1: because you, you, what's one of my favorite shows of all time? Seinfeld. Yes, recent, that I watched with my daughter. Oh, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, but it's a cartoon. Family Guy. Yes. yes. Third time's a charm. He, he, he has a lot of favorite shows. A lot of favorite shows. They're all funny, though. Yes. We need more comedy yes. in our life. Um, one of the little clips they talk about cutaways, they call it a pattern interrupt, just for those of you that are Family Guy fans, is they cut away and they say, oh, yeah, go ahead and use that song, someone else's expression of creativity to talk about how you feel in your life. And it's funny on multiple levels because that's all Family Guy does is make reference to all other forms of musical and yes. television and movie entertainment in order to make you laugh. But I would say for a truly creative idea is always connected to mm-hmm. other
0: ideas. It seems to come from a foundation that you've built of, with an understanding of the world. Right. Similar, I mean, there was a great thing that I was just reading that was basically saying if two people on the planet had the same idea at the same time, if you like looked at their background, there's probably a chance that they have similar foundations or similar knowledge bases in some way that helped them formulate that idea. Well,
1: true. And then we could also talk about genetics is that
0: we're... Ninety nine point right. nine percent genetically the exact same. Right. So and then you can po- take one percent. Well, and let me just mention something interesting that isn't I think it's beyond the scope of this conversation, but it's interesting. And if you're listening to this, go Google it and form your own opinion about it. But there's the idea now that uh, you, in, you genetically inherit memory. So they did an experiment with these animals that had grown up on an island. That several generations ago used to have a predator that was a big bird that would fly, and uh, you know hunt them from above, but the predator had died off literally generations and generations ago. But the researchers flew a kite that was shaped like that predator, and instinctively all of these animals knew to hide from it, to cower from it, to go to get away. Even though obviously they, there's no way that they knew that it was an actual that it was going to be after them. so they use that as, as them saying that they thought that there was proof that there's a genetic memory that gets passed down and it can even pass down for multiple generations where you've never experienced something but your ancestors did and you inherit that which I think is really interesting when you're talking about creativity because when you're in the shower and you're like, well, where did that idea come from? Sometimes those things don't feel like they came from you. They don't seem like they're part of your interests or your knowledge base or or what you
1: consider yourself or your identity.
0: Yeah. Yourself or your identity.
1: And I think anyway, that that's interesting to me. So point blank, rate yourself. How creative is Dave Ponder? Zero to 10 scale 10. You're the most creative guy in the world. Zero. You know, you can't come up with a new
0: idea or execute it. If your life depended on it? I think I'm a seven um, and I think I actually used to be higher on that. As I've gotten older, I've put more emphasis on execution of things and therefore, you know, that the idea of flexing my idea muscle, it gets pushed out of my life because to me, it's an, I think sitting back and reflecting, I think it's a really great exercise and probably one that is very valuable However, at the end of the day, when I am evaluating the things that I completed, unfortunately, they're on ideas that I've already had, and now I'm trying to manifest in a capitalistic way. Interesting. How about you? Uh, man, yourself.
1: this is just gonna sound so arrogant. I'm gonna say like a nine. Awesome. Because awesome. I, I, flex, I agree. I, I think flex you're very. That muscle. You I enjoy it. So like. Dave and I always talk about how does he, one of his goals is to insert playfulness into his, into his life. And I'm just, I naturally enjoy that practical jokes and pushing people's buttons and just goofy, raunchy stuff oftentimes. But to me, that stimulates my brain in unforeseen ways. And I have, in terms of lists, good Lord, I have, lists of so many things and I'll execute some goofy stuff, some business stuff, some parenting ideas. But to me, to kind of get back to my question, I asked you, I think we view creativity, creativity, at least in the United States from, Oh, I'm not good at drawing. I'm not good at art. I can't play an instrument. I'm not an actor or an actress. I'm not creative. And that is such a bullshit limiting view of what creativity is and should be
0: it is i and it's amazing to me how different topics that we've talked about on this show like end up uh impacting each other because when you're talking about the ideas that you have and execute on it's interwoven into your life it's not like the things that we that you would talk about or read about in how do i be more creative right make 10 ideas a night that's not woven in. That's like an actual exercise. That's a bolt-on to your life. Mm-hmm. Whereas wh- I agree that you're a very creative person. And the the cool thing that I think in the way that you uh, express your creativity or use it or show it is that it's interwoven into your daily activities. You live your day just as you would, but you do some spontaneous and impulsive things based on your creativity To manifest it throughout the day.
1: One of the things that I can't remember if it was you or your dad or maybe your mom, but we were watching at 1005 South 5th Street, 1005 1005, baby, Justin Ponder lives there now. We were watching something about Andy Kaufman and I think it was his actual stand up routine. Do you remember
0: this? Yeah, where he did the Mighty
1: Mouse. He did the Mighty Mouse, but then he also did one of the thing where he put himself in a trunk on stage for an hour. And it, there was a sign basically that said, Andy Kaufman is in this box. If you want to see him come up and put a dollar in this jar and people didn't know what to do. They walked up, they'd put a dollar and they'd look and he'd just say, hello. And that was it. And later in life, when he, they talked about that, they said, why did you do this? He said, cause it was a hundred percent for me. Cause it made me laugh. I didn't care what it did for them. It made me laugh. And the same thing with Larry David, when he did stand up. he's like, Stand-up comics usually do it for the crowd. He's like, I did it for myself. If I didn't like him, I told him to fuck off. I don't need you people, and he'd walk off stage. That's good. And so I do a lot of these things not for others to consume, but for me to have feel good about Produced and just make myself laugh.
0: If I don't know. So it's kind of a, mm, a, a self-centered way of being creative. But I don't think that's self-centered. I think that's self-aware. Hmm. Uh, you know how you want to impact your life, and you basically make your life better by yourself, by doing those things. That's something that's important. That's a skill that more people need to learn. It's it's not, it's one of the skills that our society would, you know, I think we're kind of waking up now to the idea of self-improvement from a non-capitalistic point of view, right? So meditation, lowering your anxiety, um, exercising to feel better, all of these things that people are starting to embrace more now than I think they ever did before, um, those are not capitalistic. Like they are not about producing. They are not about earning anything. They're about improving yourself and making yourself a happier person, a more better, better, more well-rounded person. And I, th- I think what you're describing is that.
1: Man, again, creative juices flowing. Creativity camps. You know, I wonder if those exist. Where it's not just make a list of these items, but it's getting people out in unique environments, meeting other eclectic people to just stimulate the brain and have fun and be goofy, but not in kindergarten, let's put some paint on paper ways, but in much more complex, nuanced
0: ways that adults might enjoy. Problem-solving needs creativity. Uh, Like improv comedy is just definitely
1: well we both always write we have a whole bunch of sk- we got to do that how about let's make that a goal within one year from today let's both have done a four minute stand-up at comedy yep. club okay i'll let's, commit oh, to oh you it should see this. dave's face people it is i'll, co- I'll commit we, to it on this i
0: just don't here's the thing it's a, it's a one of those bucket list items that i've had on my bucket list for a while and we're doing it committing to something is tough, especially when Zach is in the room because you're not getting out of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think another
1: reason people are afraid of creativity or at least don't view themselves as creative is because at, at the end, you are putting yourself out there. And man, is there a lot of judgment in our society. Mm, and if you learned. think we're not a judging society or we don't have racism or we don't have this, or so, go read internet chat boards. Go yeah. read comment pages, period. And that scares people, but it's about where you put your focus. If I, when I start putting anything creative out there, whether it's for my business or parenting ideas, or I don't read any comments because I don't care. I'm focused on putting it out there and helping
0: people. It's the saying, everyone's a critic, right?
1: Yeah. Ain't that the truth? No doubt they are. But as you know, one of my favorite quotes, FDR, or no, not FDR, excuse me, Theodore Roosevelt said, uh, it's not the critic that counts, it's the man who enters the arena and whose face is marred by dust and blood and sweat rather than those timid souls who know neither victory nor defeat.
0: The critic sits back and judges yeah. while others get in the arena and try. That's right. I think that's, that's an important part of being a creative person is you, it, you have to take, um, you have to do, you have to take initiative. You have to think about these ideas that come to you and do something with them, right? Are you like a truly are you a truly tr- like creative person if you just think about the ideas, you know? To and me- I mean, if you think about the way that creativity is applied, creativity is applied in different ways in just about every industry. I think I mean, a perfect example of what I'm talking about can be gleaned from your book, American Creativity, where you actually mm. interview people in that do many different things.
1: Yeah. Right? 25 different industries. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just about to talk about your, your industry being a t- IT consultant, right? You say that at first and people be like, Oh, he's not creative. Mm-hmm. You, uh, the opposite. Mm-hmm. Once you get in the weeds, mm-hmm. all you're doing, all comp- coding is, is problem solving and trying to creatively come up with the answer. And you could what's interesting to me about at least again, I'm no expert in this, but coding, Right. Computer problem solving. You can do the same thing 10 different ways. Certain solutions will just simply be more efficient right. than other solutions.
0: That's right. And if you think about it, it's, it's pub puzzle solving. So computer programming is, is puzzle solving. That being said, also some of the things that uh, not just IT consultants do, but consultants in general is improving business processes, coming up with solutions to problems that businesses maybe didn't even know that they had. Um, And that is, that's definitely creative. If, If they can go their entire day, right? And maybe that brings up the question of what does observation, what role does observation play in the creative process? Because Uh, That's a big role of a consultant is to come into somewhere where someone lives. They spend their time in this all the time, and yet there are things that they are missing.
1: Right. Well, that's that third party objectivity is just, you don't come in with the same assumptions. You don't take the same things for granted that they do, and yeah. you can give them a, a fresh new perspective, right? right? It's the discovery or the diagnostic part of being a consultant.
0: Well, and what's so crazy is we're talking about this, we're talking about the way, the, tie this back to what we were saying about your book, American Creativity, and how you can apply the same things in different industries. Mm-hmm. We're talking about doing this in a consulting perspective for businesses, right. which seems bleh, boring, whatever. Probably losing people's interest, but if you think about also comedians, some of the most successful comedians were observational, used observational comedy. Right. Look about. Look at Jerry Seinfeld. The number for one example of all time. So in the same way that a consultant goes into a businesses and no, uh, into a business notices things that the people who live there and work there don't, Jerry Seinfeld does that with your everyday life, with everyone. lives our everyday lives. life, yeah, and brings humor to the situation.
1: Interesting. So it's the Man, I might have to write something up on this, a blog article. The observational impotence or uh, importance for creativity is really honing those. I mean, that's, you know, my research skill set is I'm an organizational ethnographer. That's all I'm doing is participant observations the entire time. Um, You mentioned my book. One thing I wanted to say is a, a huge factor that came out of that book was... People in a variety of industries, whether it is a a guy in the union working for the railroad as a switchman, whether it is a police officer, whether it is a COO of a hedge fund services company, they were creative with their communication with their people, with building relationships, which then solved business problems, Mm. right? So for me, a huge component of being creative is in being a conscious communicator and creatively building
0: relationships or sometimes cutting relationships off that are unhealthy. It's so cool that you brought that up because one of the things that we talked about in the beginning was you said artists are considered creative, musicians, writers, heck, even, adver- even the advertising industry has a position called creative. Creative director. Which I think the is The creatives. Kind of, yeah, the creative, which, uh, okay. John Veraki, Right, no one, yeah, no, but I think it's funny that advertising does that. Oh and yeah. No other industry be creative but anyway the because that's how they sell themselves of course that being said you just talked about needing to communicate to their organization uh communicate to the to the people that they know their relationships foster Mm -hmm. those relationships through communication each one of those artists musicians writers advertisers as well as comedians as well as consultants we all they each have different medium for communicating those ideas, right? So, um, a poet does it on, on a piece of paper with a poem. Comedian can do it uh, on stage, uh, you know, doing spoken word, you know, uh, consultants delivered projects in many different ways. Right. You could communicate through a piece of software that you wrote, right? or you could communicate through a request for proposal. Or, or by or, dribbling
1: a basketball or swinging a bat, right? Yeah. professional, well, not just professional athletes, athletes can be creative especially of how we are now applying science to improve
0: their game when you talk about improv that's what games are right Right. like a game like uh basketball is a great example i forget i think it was our friend mark miller who said it's it's a form of dance he was comparing it you know yes to to dance ballet i I think think. and he was like you know it's just like an improv dance performance you know you're Mm -hmm. playing off the movement of others really, really cool idea.
1: All right. Gear switch. What's the most creative thing you've done lately? Come back to me. Yep. (laughs) Okay. Good. And we said, if we can't come up with something, that's the button we're going to press. You got any other questions?
0: I have a couple more, if not. Yeah. So what do you think about, um, improving your ability to generate actionable, uh, ideas do you do you have any oh that's that's some since I said you're so good at it not just generating them but uh interweaving them into your life
1: yeah that's something that I'm not good at is Mm -hmm. I am good at I have I can come up with ideas and I'll execute on a lot of them some of them are bigger like business level or parenting or personal things I want to do but some of them are smaller a a goofy song I want to create or a goofy animated video I want to make to me, you're, you're talking about pruning. How do you prune back the things in your life that aren't as important to you in order to help you achieve your bigger life goals? And I'm not, I'm not as good at that right now uh, in many different ways. One. Two is I have that syndrome of thinking and believing I can truly do anything And that's just not good sometimes because I'll see somebody. "Ah, I can do that. I can do it better than that guy can too. And then it's just like another thing I should try to do. And it's creative, but it's also like, damn it. You're spreading yourself way too thin, man. Yeah. And I know you see that in me and anyone that's close does too.
0: I do. And, but there's probably a balance there, you know, because it does improve your life. Like you said, you do it for you, makes you happy. And that's crucial. Don't remove that from it. Yeah,
1: but in terms of goals, and I'm a goal driven person is I got to focus in sometimes on that pruning. Okay, Zach, you've got all these creative projects. Why don't we wait until we hit some of these bigger goals, which right the the time money trade off, it takes one to get the other. Sure. And once I have a, a more financial backing or foundation, then I'll have
0: time to do some of these more creative projects. Sure. And then like anything, balance is worthwhile, but yeah. I think that's up to the individual. Okay. going So going back to your question to me, what are a couple of creative things that I've come up with yeah. recently? Um, I just thought of something that I want to execute that will be ancillarily related to my business. And I think is something that is needed a forum where like-minded people We'll be able to discuss and bounce ideas off of each other and share things. So I might either do that with a website or just on a LinkedIn, start a LinkedIn group or something like that. Um, that was the other day I came up with that, and I think it's a really good idea. I think it's something that's very needed, and I think it meets future need. It's it's future and thinking and forward thinking. I'll tell you guys more about it later. But on the flip side, something different from that. I came up with a song for Marin. Mm. Marin likes to hear songs when she goes to bed. And she now is, we have this, you know, basically a catalog of songs that we know that we sing. You know, it's all all the ones that Twinkle, Twinkle Little Star, Row Your Boat, Baba Black Sheep, all those. Plus a few, you know, like modern songs that we know, uh, songs that are in the movies that she likes that, that we'll sing to her. Um, but lately she's gotten tired of all those And she'll come up and she'll say, I want to hear the whale song. And I'll be like, okay, what's the, I don't know the whale song, baby. How's the whale song go? And she'll just start singing and make something up in her head as she goes. Nice. And of course it's something super simple, you know, but it's, it's cute. It's innocent and it's, it's wow. It's creativity at its core. Right. I'm
1: going to share something that is, that's so weird. I didn't know you were doing that. So when Claudia turned three, my daughter, who's now four and Marin is,
0: she'll be three in July.
1: She'll be three in July. So right around the time Claudia was turning three, instead of just reading books to her every night, which we've done every day of her life, I started saying, tell me a story. And so we would tell each other stories and make them up as we go. And seeing that little kid's creative process, right? It's There's you can't describe it. If you have kids, you get it. If not, go have one so you can see what
0: we're talking about. It's It's wild. It's so my next question. Well, uh, one last thing. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Speaking of being uh, observant, children don't have the filter that adults do. And seeing the things that they observe and comment on is it's amazing, Uh, you know, and it's a it's a way to rediscover things that you take for granted. But anyway, keep going. Great, no, great point.
1: In one of my favorite books about creativity, which is my desert island read uh, by the Kelly brothers, called Creative Confidence. It is, it's a must-read for human beings. It'll make you a better person. It'll change the way you parent, do your business, do your work, think about your friendships. In a nutshell, it gives you a systematic way to innovate or think creatively. It shifts you from a default thinker. Why am I doing this? I don't know. It's the way it's always been done to a design thinker. How could it be be done differently to make my quality, enhance my quality of life or someone else's quality of life and great anecdotes in the book. But they talk about this concept of creativity scars and we all have them from the time we were kids and parents, teachers, other kids will give them to us where we just learn or train ourselves to believe I'm not creative. I'm out. My art project sucked. I got a B or a C. I'm not creative. Okay, on to something else. I need to be an athlete now or I need to be good at math.
0: Hilarious. And we which all is have funny. these
1: creativity scars. So I've reframed it to think what could we do as parents now for young kids to prevent what I call creativity deficiency syndrome mm. so that they don't view it so, okay, just because I can't sketch things beautifully like Frank Lloyd Wright. That great. You can be creative in a million other
0: ways. What could we do as parents right now to help foster what you're what we're both talking about? I think the discussion that we're having right now is one that if you had with a young child would awaken them to the possibilities. I think that one of my creativity deficiencies was that I was always I never liked art class, so to speak. Everyone else liked art class. I always had problems manifesting the ideas in my head and getting them onto a piece of paper or getting them into that piece of Play-Doh or that whatever. It never ended up the way that it was in my head. It never ended up that way physically in the world. And so then I thought, well, like, like you said, there's, there's where I started building my creativity scars, right? And then, and then eventually just abandoning that and saying, well, I must be more of a logical, rational person. Uh, you know, wherever I found success... In solving math problems or who knows what. That's where I focused my, my effort and my energy from there and moved away from those other things. So I think talking with a kid about, okay, look, you had problems manifesting that idea. Maybe this is different than it was in your head. But A, you know, we can work on improving that. And B, that doesn't mean you're not creative because it's you can manifest those things with other medium. Let's right. go... Let's go look at how you can manifest it. You know, if you're doing it in a sculpture, let's look at how you can manifest it on a a piece of paper or in a computer or whatever.
1: Something you talk about a lot is shifting from scarcity thinking to abundance thinking. Yeah. So I want my kids to think about creativity from an abundance perspective rather than a scarcity perspective. So again, if if you're sitting out there listening to this and you're like, yeah, these guys made some good points, but fuck, I'm still not creative. Here's some different... Arenas in your life to think about whether you're creative or not parenting friendships building relationships building business processes athletically thinking like a designer in general cooking art music what
0: else I don't know <laughs> you hit a lot of them uh how about this anything you can think
1: of. Yeah, ooh, I like it. Well, we're wrapping up here, so I we've got a couple change challenges. We'd like you to get out there to stimulate your own creativity.
0: One that I think is cool focuses on that beginning part of what I call the creativity process, which is the idea thing, which is try to improve your imagination. And it's there's a meditation technique which is sit somewhere, you know, quiet, dark, imagine something, you know. The the example that I read was a tree. And Try to see it in perfect detail. As an adult, your filter will have grown. Your imagination muscle may have atrophied. And you'll find that seeing the tree in its hole and imagining all the details, every little twist of bark and every little vein in the leaf, it's, it's really hard to do with your eye. just closing your eyes and trying to imagine it. But if you do that practice over time, you'll improve at it. And building that imagination muscle will in my opinion, probably help you come up with uh, cooler, m- deeper, richer ideas. Excellent.
1: Very good. Mine are uh, pretty simple. I think this, this time around one is to go have plastic surgery, go have plastic surgery on your creativity scar Fi- Do some thinking. What are these scars that you got? Where'd they come mm-hmm. from? Right. You don't need to go to a psychoanalyst and no. go dig deep, but we all have them. So if you can remember where it's from and just crush that fear and do something small to just teach yourself and show yourself you can overcome it, that will lead to much more creative and bigger steps later on. So do plastic surgery on your creativity scar. Second, do what Dave and I and many other successful people do. Write things down. Keep journals. So just if if executing on an idea is just like crazy to you at this point, start a flash of genius journal, right? You can actually write it down if you want to go old school or you can get a program like Evernote and, and keep it online in the cloud or just use Apple Notes. It doesn't matter. But write stuff down and revisit it every now and then. And if even if you don't execute, take some comfort knowing that you can come up with really good ideas. Every, Steve Jobs, every, look around us, everything around us was designed by a human it was designed by someone trying to put form and function together i mean there's no magical process behind it it's just good idea execute so challenge yourself to just start writing down your ideas
0: it's so funny it was designed by a human and driven by our desire to create order from chaos it's very cool okay well i will say this um, the next step of what Zach just said, writing things down, is to make yourself vulnerable and, and put it out to the world. If you're not ready for that, that writing it down is, is a very good first step. So as we wrap up the show here, I will uh, I will take our own advice to heart, and I'll make myself vulnerable. And I will sing the song that I came up with. Oh, <laughs> we are in for a treat. There was a scarecrow in a field scaring the crows away. When the crows came down to eat some corn, the scarecrow said, boo. She loves that part. (laughs) (laughs) There was a scarecrow in a field scaring the crows away.
1: Experiment with life.